Well, great to see you all here. Um, here at Connect, if you're new, we, uh, we tend to try and uh, have series that run you know, for several weeks at a time, and it just helps with our teaching to cover a topic over the course of a few weeks and really kind of spread that out. And um, today we actually are finishing off, we had a short two-week series that started last Sunday and we'll be finishing this morning. It's called Together for Washington, and it's actually a series that uh, we did last year, a year ago. Uh, so if you're here thinking, I think I've heard this one before, um, you, it is the same umbrella, it's the same banner uh, for this particular series, but the subject is different. I've got something new for you today. So, um, But the reason we're doing this again is because last year when we did this series, it was super exciting. Uh, we used it as a series to kind of introduce uh, the family here at Connect to the idea that we'd found this new building that was going to become our permanent church home, and we were super excited about that. We shared some uh, vision and some ideas about what that building was going to look like and our plans for it, where it was going to be, and, and then we shared some practical information on what that building was going to cost us to buy and to renovate. And then finally, at the end of that series, we wrapped up by asking if those of you who uh, consider Connect Church to be your church home, if you would be willing to step up and say, we want to be a part of, and we kind of branded it Together for Washington, we want to be a part of this whole Together for Washington campaign, and we want to pledge to give over and above what we would normally give over the next three years to help Connect move into that building, to help Connect find their permanent church home. And I know for some of you, for, for us as a family, it was a big step of faith. I remember praying about that, and I, I remember even praying after we've written the number on the card, God, you're going to have to help me, because this is, this is over and above what I th I'm comfortable doing, but I believe, God, that you want to see this happen, and you're going to help me in this. And I know some of you, it stretched your faith as well. But we are so tremendously grateful uh, for all of you that made that commitment. So a year ago, 137 different um, individuals, couples, families said, we're in, count us in, we want to be a part of this. Uh, th those group of people, they pledged a million dollars over the next three years, and I was able to share the exciting news last Sunday that already over $410,000 of that amount has come in. So you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, give yourselves a little round of applause. So it's just been so great to see what God's been up to in the last year. But what we've realized here at Connect, and something fascinating happened. So last Sunday, if you weren't able to be with us last Sunday, one of the things we did in the church, we don't do this very often, is we took a survey. Just before the end of my message, we turned the lights on, everyone had a piece of paper, and they filled out this survey, and there was various questions on that survey that are going to help us as we move into this permanent location. And if you didn't get a chance to fill out that survey and you'd be interested in doing so, uh, we have extra copies out by the Connect Point, so you can grab one. It would actually just take you two minutes to fill it in before you leave today. So you could fill it in before you leave and just turn it in to someone out there. And um, it helps us. But one of the things that um, really helped us when we, we went through the survey this week and uh, kind of analyzed the information was we found out that right around 20% of the people who filled out that survey last Sunday have been coming to Connect for a year or less. That's amazing. So like 20%, one in five people are new to Connect in the last year, which is fantastic. It means we're still reaching. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that. We're still reaching new people. And uh, it was great because we asked, you know, where, the, where everyone felt they were on their spiritual journey. We had a really great broad range. There were some people who said, I've been following Jesus all of my life. And there were some who said, I'm still not sure. 
I'm not sure if I'm, I'm all in here. I'm not sure, but, but I'm going to come. I'm, I'm here, but I'm still exploring is the, uh, the box we had to check. And there was a great representation of everyone across there. But because there was only, oh, sorry, because there was only, because there was at least 20% of people who were new in the last year, we felt like the reason we needed to do this Together for Washington series, kind of a, a short series again here, uh, one year later, is because there was a lot of you that weren't here last year. So we want you to catch up on the announcements. We want you to hear the vision. And as Andy said, in a little bit, we're going to give people a chance to, to give to a, uh, an anniversary offering this morning. And I'll tell you more about that uh, in a short while. But one of the great things on the survey is that we gave you the opportunity to check a box if you were interested in serving or uh, at least learning more about some areas in the church. And thank you so much. So many boxes were checked. And I've got to be honest with you, it was very tempting for us to just jump on those, you know, email and text you all and hound you all week and say, like, serve here. No, no, serve here. And bombard you with all these, you know, like everyone trying to draw you in one way or another. But we thought, you you know what, let's, let's use some wisdom here so the staff are gathering that information and probably this week you'll start to get some, some texts and some emails just sharing some information about those different areas and seeing if there are spots and areas where you'd like to learn more about and maybe when we move into the new building, areas that you'd even like to serve. So, together for Washington. Let me... Um, let me start out with a little story here and this morning it's going to be story time so I hope you enjoy this. I've got lots of stories I want to share and... Um, before we even stepped into the, the Together for Washington series and buying the building, I have to be honest, I was a little um, biased in how this process was going to go. And I'll tell you why. It's because I used to be on staff at a church in Peoria called Riverside Community Church. And while there, I served under a wonderful pastor by the name of John King. And he kind of ruined me a little bit. He did. He kind of spoiled me just a little bit, and I'm going to explain why. So John King planted Riverside Community Church in 2000, and uh, they actually took over what used to be the, the big theater downtown. It was called the Shriners Mosque, I think, and it was a big theater uh, building down there. And they took over that, and they, they started Riverside Community Church. And because of the location, they were able to really start to impact the inner city of Peoria. They had teams that were going out doing something called Adopter Block and Metro Kids, and they were working in the south side of Peoria, and, and God was just really using them to impact the inner city. So much so that they really felt that um, they had this vision to start what was called a dream center. They'd seen one in some other places, one in Los Angeles, one in Phoenix, and they had this vision to start something like that in Peoria that would impact and make a difference in the city of Peoria. They were praying about how this could work, and, and just up the street from Riverside, we actually talked about this last week. If you were here last week, I talked about the YMCA. So there used to be a YMCA in Peoria. We've got a picture of it up here on the screen. That's the YMCA back in the day. Some of you may... Anyone here ever a member of the YMCA? Anyone ever go and... Yeah, I played racquetball there a long time ago, so... So the YMCA was falling on hard times. They couldn't afford this building anymore, so they put it out for sale for $4 million dollars. And for about three years, no one bothered to buy it. It was just way too expensive. No one wants to buy in that big building for $4 million. But John King had this dream, and he was praying, God, that would be a great building for us. They were already using it to, to reach some homeless people and some, some single moms. And he's like, we could take over those areas. We could continue to target the city, reach the city. So he was praying about this. But they couldn't afford $4 million. They couldn't afford $1 million. So they're just praying, God, this would be great. Well, then they get wind of this, this announcement that the Methodist Hospital downtown there were going to buy this building. They were going to buy it for $1.4 million. And do you know why they were going to buy it for $1.4 million? 
because they needed the parking lot. There was a parking lot about the size of a football field that belonged to this, and it was right by the hospital. So their plan was to buy the building, level the building, and keep the parking lot. So Riverside got wind of this. So John, being the man of faith he is, he reached out to Methodists and said, hey, we actually think we could use the building. Would you consider kind of going in on this together? So after some talking and a lot of praying from John King, they agreed to kind of partner on the deal. So Methodists paid $1.2 million and Riverside Community Church paid 200000 and they got the building. $200,000, they got that entire building, which is now the Dream Center. If you've driven past that building downtown in Peoria, you'll know that that place is active all week long. In fact, in this picture, I think, is um, their backpack giveaway they do every year where they give away thousands of backpacks. And these things just kept happening to John King. He would pray, and these just amazing answers to prayer would happen. And he would stand on the stage at Riverside and tell these stories and say, isn't God amazing? And everyone would say, yes, he's amazing. <laughs> and I got spoiled. I'm like, I, I'm excited that we've got this building that we're going to move into, but I don't want to move into it and say, look at what we did. We've got some really clever financial people in the church. We've got some really clever construction people in the church, and we accomplished this. I wanted to stand on the stage because John King ruined me and say, listen, look at what God did. So I'm going to tell you some of those stories this morning because I happen to believe what Paul said when he wrote to the church in Ephesus, in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, when he was talking about God, he says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Did you know that? God wants to accomplish in your lives and my lives, in my life, <laughs> one of them, infinitely more, <laughs> not a cat, infinitely more <laughs> than we could ask or imagine. That's what God wants to do. So throughout this whole Together for Washington process, I've, I've been finding myself saying, God, I want you to do more than I could ever imagine. Because, and, and, and I want, as I communicate this to you this morning, and share this with you, I want to ruin things for you. I want to do to you what John King did for me. I want you in your lives and your businesses and your families and your finances to say, God, I don't want to be able to figure all this out. I want to be able to sit down with my kids and my grandkids and tell stories of what God did in our family. Miraculous things that took place in our lives. I want to say, God, you're amazing. I want to be able to, to quote the psalmist. In Psalms 9, verse 1, who said this, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. If I had to be honest with you this morning, we took communion earlier, and I'm so thankful for Jesus and what he did in my life, that he was willing to give up his life because he loved me, that he did that before I even discovered him. I, I can tell you a story like Andy told this morning of the time when I made that decision to follow Jesus. And it just amazes me that before that, even before I knew of him, he'd already made the decision to give up his life because that's how much he loved me. But since following Jesus, I find now that, that one of the things I just want to do is just tell of the marvelous things that God has done. I want to tell stories of the marvelous things that God has done in my life. So this morning, as we kind of wrap up this Together for Washington short series, I wanted to tell you because I, I get to live some of these stories, and I don't want you to miss out because you are as much a part of Connect as everyone here, and I want you to be aware of what God has done through this whole process, leading us up to the uh, just a couple of months from now when the building will be ready for us to move in. So story number one. 
Despite being a portable church here at Connect, we really, um, from day one, from 2013, we knew that one day our, our goal was, we loved being here in the middle school. We had a great relationship with the school. We were able to save some money. Uh, we had a good kind of partnership where we were able to do things for the school. And if we're going to pay rent to anyone in the community, we'd far rather pay rent to a school and to a commercial enterprise. So it was just a win-win-win situation being here at Washington Middle School. But we always knew from the beginning that one day we would have a permanent home that we would put down roots in the community and we would say, Connect Church is here to stay. So we were praying about what that would be and Andy and Jessica Brown, who were with us before we even launched the church back in 2013, they, uh, they texted us one day. Case and I were out and about and Andy texted us. He's like, hey Dave, I want you to come and meet Jessica and I. We're here in the middle of town and we've got this crazy um, thing we want to show you. So we text, we go, and, and there they are. They're, they're parked outside um, what used to be the John Bierce car dealership in the middle of town. I tried to find a picture. I think most of you know it. I tried to find a picture. This was the only picture I could find online, so maybe you remember it looking like that. Uh, I did find one other picture. This is the second picture, and maybe you remember it more like this. I remember that truck used to be parked in front of it all the time. It's just right there in the middle of town. There was that kind of small car dealership, and uh, Andy and Jess were in the parking lot outside this now empty building. So we get there and Andy's like, Dave, he goes, I know this is crazy. I know we haven't even started Connect Church yet, but we, Jess and I were just driving by and we, we stopped here and we just felt, felt like, man, we should pray because wouldn't it be awesome if this could be our church building one day? I was like, yeah. And they were doing some work inside that day, so the doors were open. So we just kind of wandered in and the guys working there, we we're like, can we just walk around? They're like, yeah, we don't care. So we, <laughs> we walked around the building and we were talking together. We were like, we could do the kids here and this could be like an auditorium. And we, we're walking around this little building in the middle of Washington, getting excited that this might one day be our permanent home. So you know what? The four of us, we went and stood outside and we prayed a prayer. We're like, God, we would love for this to be our building one day. This was early 2013. Late 2013, a tornado came and we didn't demolish it, but it did a lot of damage to that building. So much damage that a few months later, they had to level it completely. And I remember thinking, God, you missed it. <laughs> that would have been perfect for us. I think it was empty. I think Mr. Beers would have done a really good deal for us. You know, this, God, I had this plan all figured out. And you've blown it, literally <laughs> blown it. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> And I think God was kind of smiling down on me thinking, oh, Dave, you're so silly. <laughs> little did you know that when you were stood there praying for that little building, that right behind it was another much bigger, much better conditioned building that one day will be yours. And I, I just thought about that recently, that we stood there praying for this building and we were in the shadow of the actual building that God had in mind for us. I talked to the guy at um, Ufterings here in town about it because I was trying to find a picture. And he said, Dave, we worked out of that building for a while. And he said, um, that building was in quite a state of disrepair. The building you've got is fantastic. He goes, it's in such good condition. So God, even back then, had this plan that we weren't aware of. So then driving by one day, we noticed the signs uh, outside the building is up for sale. There's going to be an auction. 
And I've got this John King thing happening inside of me thinking, oh God, this is going to be one of those stories. We're going we're gonna to bid at the auction. No one else is going to bid and we're going to get it for a ridiculous price. And I'll be able to say, God, you're awesome. And I'll tell these wonderful stories of the marvelous things you've done. So we talked as a leadership team of the church and we came up with a, uh, an amount that we figured we could afford to buy that entire building for. It was a ridiculous amount because we didn't have much money, but we thought, let's, let's just do it. Let's see what God does. So we, we signed up on the auction site we were the first people to bid. For a while, we were the winning bidders because we were the only bidders. We were like, this is going to happen. Then some other people started to bid. And pretty quickly, they started to bid with a lot more money than we had. And I remember thinking again, God, you've blown it. You missed another great opportunity here. And I was kind of bummed and I kind of resolved myself to the fact of thinking, well, you know what? It's probably a good thing that we didn't get it because we didn't need the whole building. We only needed that little bit on the side that tractor supply was in. And if we bought the whole building, we'd have had to find a thing, you know, to lease out the other side. And then we'd have been just as much a property developer as we were a church. And that wouldn't have been, that would have been a hassle. So, so God, this must have been a good thing. But God, it really would have been cool if we could have had that building. But we just accepted it wasn't meant to be. But it turns out that the two guys that bought this building happened to live in Washington. And through some connections here at Connect, these two guys discovered that we were interested in the building as well. So a meeting was arranged because they heard that there was this this church that was interested in buying this building. So they came to check us out. They'd heard that there was this strange little group of Christians who met in a school building And they were like, well, we need to see if this is legit or not. So they came here, and it turns out that we are a strange, but we're a large group, a strange large group of Christians that meet in a school building. But these two guys came to church to kind of check us out before we started this conversation. So one of these guys, they both live in Washington. One of them attends Northwoods Church in Peoria, him and his family. And the, the other guy didn't attend church anywhere. So they both come to church, and then after that, we, we sat down with them, we met with them, and they were interested in leasing the building, but we really wanted to buy it, and they bought this building to be able to lease it and run a business out of it, so they weren't really sure if they wanted to sell a portion of it. So we just, we prayed, and we met as a management team and a leadership team, and we said, well, let's just offer them $400,000. That was all we could afford. We thought, that's a ridiculous amount of money because this is a very big building. And I'm not sure if they're going to want to sell, you know, the best part of their building, the whole storefront side, the side that will be the easiest side to rent out if they want to have a store come in. Let's just offer to buy it. So we sent them a text that night. We'd actually met at the Connect Center, and we sent them a text that night. And uh, before we left the Connect Center, they texted back, and they said, thanks for the offer. We'll consider it over the next few days. We'll get back to you by the end of the week. So I went to bed that night. I was so nervous. I was praying. I was like, oh, God. The next day, one of our management team leaders, or one of our leaders on the management team, Brad Mahoney, he, uh, he called me that afternoon. He's like, hey, uh, there was something going on at Five Points, and apparently you needed tickets. He goes, I've got those tickets for you. Do you want to come and get the tickets? And I said, sure, I'll come. I was kind of inconvenienced. I didn't want to go and get the tickets. Could he just drop them off my house? He goes, no, you come here and get them. So I get there, and uh, I walk in, and he gives me an envelope uh, with the tickets. And the envelope he gave me uh, said... I lied. There are no tickets. We just wanted to let you know in person that they accepted the offer and we got the building. <laughs> and then drew an awful little smiley face. <laughs> Very poorly drawn. But we got it. 
it was a miracle. It was incredible. And it was so cool. And we got it for such a great price. It was a price we could afford. And these guys, they honestly could have done so many other things that I think probably would have generated so much more income. But being Washington folks, the pair of them, they really believed in this. And I could honestly say if that was the the end of the story, that would still be a great story to tell of the marvelous things that God has done. But you know what our favorite part of this whole story is? Do you remember I told you that the two guys who came to visit us that Sunday to check us out, one was a member of Northwoods and the other didn't go to church anywhere? Well, that guy came back again the following Sunday. And he came again. And he came again. And then he brought his wife. And then he brought his kids. And for the last year, that family have come to Connect Church. They've grown in their faith. They've come to know Jesus. And I've told them, and I told him this last night in a text, because I told him I was going to tell, I asked permission to tell this story. And he goes, yep, you can tell the story. And I, I, I told him this. He says, I remember you saying that. I said, if we'd never got the building, but it meant we reached you and your family, and you found Jesus through Connect Church, it would have all been worth it. And he said, I agree. <laughs> can I show you one of my favorite pictures from this building campaign so far? Check out this stud. The night we signed the studs in the building before they put the drywall up, this man and his wife, the Ainsworths, they wrote, do small things with great love. We love Connect Church, the Ainsworths, Dane, Audrey, Knox, and Sage. That family's name will forever be not just a part of the story, but a part of Connect Church and a part of eternity through their connection with Jesus. And to me, that's such a great story. God, you are so marvelous. Look at the marvelous things that he has done. Let me tell you a second story here. Um, Through this all, the finances have been a stretch for us. We are a church that's just a little less than six months old, or six months, six years old. (laughs) Six years old. And uh, comparatively to other more established churches, uh, we don't have as many resources. But having said that, we are incredibly blessed because you are so, so generous. So we're very blessed, but still, moving into this new building was a big stretch. So finally, when it got to the point of sitting down and drawing up the plans and figuring out the construction and the the purchase of the building, we came to this number and we realized that the budget we were working with was $1.9 million. $1.9 million. That was the purchase price of the building and all of the construction expenses. This was a challenge. This, This is the kind of number that keeps me awake at night, keeps me praying, saying, God, we all need your help in this. Now, I know that's a huge number, but let me tell you some stories this morning of how God has been in this. Many of you know the story about Ufterings and how their building was uh, destroyed by a fire, and we as a church allowed them to rent our space for a year. Now that we're back in there and we're working with a construction company, they've been able to to look at some of the work they needed doing, and they've realized that thanks to the, the rent that Ufterings paid while they were there and the improvements that they made to the building while they were in there, They've probably saved us about $200,000 of what it would have cost us to, to renovate this building. That's incredible. On top of that, we've, we've worked with companies here in the area for construction and laborers, and they've provided materials, and there are so many wonderful people who are either a part of Connect Church or a part of the community who have said, we believe in what you're doing. We want to donate some materials. We want to donate some labor. 
Thanks to those companies, those people, I think we've probably saved easily at least $10,000, tens of thousands of dollars, sorry. Was I right up there? Yeah, tens of thousands of dollars over what it would have cost. We've been able to have some of you come in and do some work in the building. And it might seem like minor work. We've had some sweeping and throwing some stuff in dumpsters and moving stuff out of the way before we d- demolish the building. And... But we've saved over $10,000 just through work that volunteers here at Connect have done. And there'll be more opportunities to do that. In fact, if you're interested in knowing about upcoming volunteers, all you have to do is text the word SERVE to 309-8899-005. If you text the word SERVE, we can add you to a list, and anytime there's an opportunity to serve, we'll let you know, and there's things from cleaning to building furniture to moving chairs, whatever it might be. But it's so incredible as we look at this to realize that already we saved probably over 250000 over what it should have cost. So well over 10% of the final cost of the building we've saved. And again, thank you, God. It's incredible. We put in the budget that we wanted to have an area at the back of the building where the kids check in and the preschool and K-5 through areas meet, where there'll be like a big play area for the kids. We thought it'd be awesome on Sundays that the kids could kind of hang out there before and after service. We thought during the week we could have it open for people to come in. So we put some money in the budget um, to to buy this play area. Then when it came time to actually sitting down and, and making the purchase and looking around at what kind of play area we could afford with the money we set in the budget, we found out that we could get something probably a little bit like this. <laughs> Turns out these things aren't cheap. <laughs> this is a little <laughs> under I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but, uh, but there was a lot of money. And we realized, man, there's what we want and what we can afford. And then before the end of last year, and again, I asked them this week if I could share this story. Right before the end of 2018, Gary and Kay Aftering uh, called me in to meet with them at Aftering's, and they said, you know, we are so grateful for what you guys did. And already, you know, that $200,000 number, Aftering's had already blessed us in such a great way already. They said, but we personally want to bless you as well. We want to write you a check. And Kay Aftering, Mrs. Aftering, she said, and, and if at all possible, I'd love to see it used somehow in the kids' area. She goes, I love kids. I love seeing all the little kids at the church. I want to see you do something to bless the kids there. So when it came time to look for these playgrounds, we were able to take the money that she gave and the money we budgeted, and we were actually able to come up with what we wanted, which is actually going to be this. That's our uh, kids' area. Yeah, there's a couple of different views. You can look at that. So they'll cycle through those different views there. But So if you're here this morning and you're kind of like, I'm on the fence, I don't know if I want to come back next Sunday, and your kid's like, Mom, Dad, we really want to go back, it's going to make it even harder when we're in the new building. They're going to drag you there every Sunday, so I apologize for that in advance. You know, just a little side note on the uh, the Afterings donation and the, the amount of money that we were able to save because of them being there. Here's another great story of God's just marvelousness. There could be a, a, a tendency to look at that and say, yeah, but we kind of, we benefited from their loss. We benefited from their financial troubles. But you know what? They've told me that that year that they did business out of our building was one of the best years they'd ever had as a dealership. I talked to a salesman who'd been there for 15 years. He said, I sold more cars out of your building than I've ever sold out of the other one. I actually believe that God's blessing can be upon a building. Whoever's in there. 
So it was so great to see that they won, that we won. It was just a wonderful story of God's provision. And it puts me in that place of saying, I will praise you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will tell you of all the marvelous things you have done. So this morning, we're going to take up this one-year anniversary offering. So you can start to get ready for that now. If you came here ready to give this morning, our rushers are going to get ready to take that up. I wanted to share some of those stories this morning because some of you have already given to this and you are a part of making these marvelous stories happen. And this is our chance on our one-year anniversary for some who have never given before to give. We talked earlier about the, the 137 who pledged originally. That number's grown now to 157. And I'm, I'm praying that by the end of the day, it'll have grown even more. There'll be 180. That's my goal. That's what I'm praying for. I'm saying, God, let us get to 180 unique individuals, couples, families who are now a part of this Together for Washington campaign. Who, when we step into that new building with all the miraculous stories that surround it, can say, I was a part of this. I helped to make this happen. So you guys and gals, you can go ahead and you can come down and, and start to pass those baskets. And as they pass them, I'll kind of just close out here with just, just one or two more thoughts. So maybe you've been to Five Points, maybe you've been to the Pantherplex and you've seen, you know, these buildings that have bricks with people's names on and it just kind of shows it's like a legacy thing that I was a part of, of making this happen. And I think that's phenomenal. I love it when I see that. I love it because it's a way of saying, you know, there were so many different people that, that played a part in this. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we just chose not to do something like that here at Connect. So there'll be no bricks written anywhere. There'll be nothing like that. But I don't want you to think that that doesn't mean your names aren't recorded somewhere. Every one of you, whether it was a dollar or $10,000, your name was recorded somewhere. Because you see, Jesus talked about this in Matthew. Listen to what he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. He was talking about resources and finances. And it's as true today as it was 2,000 years ago. He said, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Instead, store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Because wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your hearts will also be right now. Some of you are investing in an eternal bank account. You're investing where moths and rust and, and thieves cannot destroy. Because you are making a difference in future families here in Washington. Telling the story about the Ainsworths being a part of Connect is such a great story. But you know what? They would never have found their way here were it not for a first wave of people at Connect who gave to say, we want to help start up this portable church. And now as you give towards this new building, you're a part of the next group. Do you know my favorite part about this new building? If, if someone came to me tomorrow and said, hey, I'm going to write you a check for $100 million, we could have built the most incredible building anywhere we wanted here in Washington, but I think God has got us where he wants us. I actually asked the construction company we're working with, I said, this building that we're renovating here in the middle of town, that 1.9 million, that's still a scary number for me. What would it have cost if we decided to build that same building, the same size building, somewhere brand new? Like we had to go and buy the land, develop the land, pour the parking lot, everything, you know, and build it all from scratch. What would that have cost us? Do you know what he told me? Seven million dollars. $7 million, and we get to do this for $1.9 million. 
This is incredible. God is so good. And not only are we able to do it for such a small amount, but we're taking this old building that sat in the middle of town that was unused, and we're breathing life back into it. We're going to transform the way it looks. People will be there all week long. It'll be full on Sunday mornings. And I love the story that tells because it's a story of an old, empty building that's now full of life. Because you know what? That's me. I was an old, empty shell, but thanks to Jesus, I'm now full of life. Every one of us. We were all old and broken and needed help, but Jesus came and he filled us and, and renewed us from the inside out. And now even our building tells the story of Jesus' transforming power. Let's pray. Father, this has been a short series and it's been more stories than scripture, but God, I want to be able to continue to stand and quote the psalmist when I say that, Lord, I will praise you with all my heart. I will tell everyone of all the marvelous things you have done. We are so grateful, Lord. So grateful for the ways in which um, story after story can be told of your miraculous work in this uh, new building that will one day be ours. And Lord, we just know that everything leading up to it is going to be so small compared to what you're going to do once we're in there. The lives that will be impacted, the people that will be reached, both here locally and around the world. Because we know you're a good, good, great God. And we know, Lord, that you've called us not just to connect our community to Christ, but to impact this world for you. So, Lord, we just thank you. We praise you for the marvelous, marvelous things you've done. And for yet again proving that you can do incredibly more than we could ever ask or imagine. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.